Welcome to Babes of Quinty. I'm Katie and that's Kay. We are your underqualified babes chatting with qualified people to learn more about the baddest and brightest people and events in the Quinty area. But first, let's catch up. Okay. I wrote notes because I actually have things I want to talk about. <gasps> I have no notes. I have notes. Let's, okay. Welcome to our podcast. We're back. So, Yay. Still kicking. Are Episode we? 14. Are we still kicking? Yes. Thriving. I mean, that, that's, Never a re- that's a reach. Actually, no, that's a lie. I've been pretty thriving lately. I feel like we've been doing really well. I'm like, I have a new hobby. Yeah, we're real. We're crafting I'm, hard. I am. Like, it's like fall hit and I'm like, yes, crafty bitch time. I know. Like, I don't have to feel bad for sitting and crafting. Yeah. Because yeah, summer, I'm like, oh, I should be doing things. No, and now it's like, okay, like it's it's totally like socially acceptable to be crafty in the fall. I just have to tell you what I did. You said you had notes, so I just opened notes on my phone. Like I had notes. <laughs> I have no notes, so I have notes. Gonna put that okay, away. Okay, so hey. I want to talk to you about I'm, this thing okay. that I found on the internet. I'm so scared what you're about. To and say. I'm just like floored by it, but I'm also like I want to do it. What is it? <clears throat> so it's a butterboard. Yeah, no butterboards. They're they're in right now, like a charcuterie board. So if you don't know what this is, it's basically like a charcuterie board but. with like butter, like smushed onto it. Yeah, and then like toppings put into like different spots of uh, the board. Yeah, and then you just like eat it with bread. I or think things. I think bread, probably bread. That makes the most sense. My nieces would love it. They love. And I'm butter. just like, I love butter. I love butter. So I'm thinking that I want to make a butter board. I think you should make a butterboard. They're very pretty. I think I posted about it on Cool 100 because I was like, I think that's maybe where I got the idea. And then I forgot that you posted it. And now I'm bringing it back like it's a whole new idea. Yeah. Like we had charcuterie boards. We had snackle boxes and now we have butterboards. Snackle boxes is like the coolest thing. My mom literally loves that. My mom bought a tackle box to put snacks. That's I love Martha. So on brand for Martha. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about is I signed up for Inked by Three Oaks or Inked for Three Oaks. Yeah. Anyways, long story short, um, I'm getting tattooed and I'm seeking donations for Three Oaks. Yes, bish. Because I like getting tattooed and I like supporting local charities. That's kind of like because I signed up to do it three years ago. I ended up going away to New Zealand. So my mom got it instead of me. But I said, I was like, I already have so many stupid tattoos. Like, why would I not get a tattoo that actually is for like does cause? something? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to um tell my parents tonight because my mom's not going to be happy. And she's gonna be like, why can't you just raise the money without the tattoo? I'm like, but but what do I get? get a tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, I'm at the first point in my life. Let me turn your mic on as you call. Edit that out. I'm getting good at this where I can put the mics up and down when I call. Oh, wow. Because I know what mic you're on. Okay. Things I've learned. What do I have to talk about? Movie reveal. I went to see Bros last night. That's really cool. I really want to see that movie. If you haven't seen the trailer to this movie, it is a gay rom-com with Billy-ish. Oh, I sure. I sure. He's like really loud. He's in Parks and Racks and really relate to him. And it was just so good. It just, just brought me love. so much gay happiness. And I was like, ah, I made my parents go see it. And it was great. It was, so I, I'm finding that straight love is like kind of giving me dicks. <laughs> that's literally what straight love would give you. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I always am like, oh, I guess I could. Cause I'm technically I'm pansexual. Yeah. People don't know what that is. So I just say I'm queer or I'm gay. So this whole thing, like when you're by, there's so many memes where it's like a swear jar and then like saying you're gay when you're actually bisexual. Cause it's just so much easier. And then people don't question you. I, but, just, I just don't want to talk about it. But it's I'm just... also not a 50, 50 split. So no, I don't, I think sexuality is like, it's so fluid. It, it's like, okay, but like why? It's, it's a like spectrum. Gen- it's a spectrum. It's like gender. It's like, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care at all. I just like who I like. And that's exactly. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, I think I'm pansexual because I don't care what is underneath of any of this. No, I are you a good person? You a good and person? do you smell nice? Smells, man. They get me. Oh, it's like the stripper I met in Montreal. <laughs> 
I swear to God, I felt she was dancing to um, partition. No, it was Halo by Beyonce. Get a girl. And she was just like this beautiful, sparkly black woman. I love this. And she smelled like, like, you know, like the basic bitch coconut smell. Mm -hmm. I think that one just gets me every single time. I'm like, if you want me to be yours forever, smell like a the, the basic bitch coconut smell. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like tanning lotion. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. I love going. it. I love it. It's so comforting because I started using tanning lotion way too young, but story of my life. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing. And and the thing is, everyone needs to go see bros. Not that ooh, like that many people listen to us, but it's doing worse in the box office than it was supposed to just because no. it's totally making straight men uncomfortable and I'm over it. So go see it. It's so funny. Well, maybe I'll actually go see it. Yeah. Do it. It was fun. I ate nachos. I love it. And there's no one in the theater. Like, it wasn't busy last night. I guess it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. It was cheap night. Damn. Yeah. I don't think I've been to the movies since, like, pre-pandemic. This was my first movie experience in, like, four years. Yeah, it's been a really long time. I also just, like, time. have a hard time sitting for that long. Yeah, I got that. I'm trying to be, like, get out more now that I'm, like, back in town. I'm, like... I should do like do things instead of just being stressed. <laughs> oh, excuse me, burpee today. Um, okay, this week's pod was an experience. It was a ride. It was a ride. Love, love Bob. Bob was my teacher in high school. Um, and he scared the shit out of me, but he was also just so kind. I think it's good to be like I can a, see why he would be scary. He just didn't take nonsense i appreciate that and i respected him for it because i was like kind of a loud mouth and but and like awkward and all this stuff so yeah it was good and i think we, it was just great and it was and a really good conversation he's has many stories and we learned all about him and then there'll be a bonus episode coming out on friday because we had a very like long episode <laughs> it was a long it was talk. like an hour and 45 minutes of talking so we split it up so you don't have to listen to all of it at once um what else things that people say on my other podcast like sus- like subscribe and follow and <laughs> like subscribe and follow because it means a lot and and we we do oh and reviews apparently reviews, reviews mean a are lot big. so if you could wherever you listen to your podcast like do that that'd be great and i'm down for all kinds of reviews because i just want to get better yeah like constructive criticism please like i don't want to be told that yeah don't, I don't say know. mean things but you can be constructive yeah. but not mean yeah uh so everyone please enjoy our chat with bob loisel yay Today we are interviewing a Quinny transplant originally from Oromocato. <laughs> Oromocto, New Brunswick. Oromocto, New Brunswick, which as of 2016 had a population of just over 9,000. After getting out of New Brunswick, he completed a Bachelor of Education at Queen's University. His first teaching job took him out of the country to Peria? Pereira. Perea, Colombia. When you say it with a Spanish accent, it sounds sexy. Perea. I don't have you a Spanish You need to roll accent. your R's. I can't. I can't Perea. roll my R. I can't do it either. My Spanish teacher always got mad at me. <laughs> Where he taught grade eight. After teaching for a couple years, he completed a master's of education and is currently teaching in Belleville, Ontario. He teaches social studies, history, politics, and economics. He was my grade eight basketball coach and my teacher from 2009 to 2013. He was one of my favorite teachers who simultaneously scared the crap out of me and I greatly respected. In 2014, he was diagnosed with mystatic melanoma, a type of skin cancer, which then spread to his lungs and brain. He went through chemotherapy and immunotherapy to fight the cancer. During his recovery, he got into cycling and proceeded to cycle in the Embridge Ride to Conquer Cancer, which raised money in support of the Princess Margaret Cancer Center. We asked him to come and tell us his story, and since he was my civics teacher, to lightly explain Canadian politics to us, including the importance of the upcoming election. You ready? Which upcoming election? Isn't the there, mi- there's a municipal, yeah, the one. municipal that's, one. That's a local yeah, one. Sure. There's signs everywhere. That's all I know. There's, there's so many signs. Yeah, Have you seen the Leslie Nope so one? Many signs. What's that? Do we like signs? Have you seen the good? Leslie Nope sign? No. Have you watched Parson? Yes. Yeah. So where's the nope sign? Is someone just putting up Leslie nope sign? <laughs> yeah. So I was driving the other day to Starbucks, and I'm driving oh, yeah, down Donald Street. 
I did take a picture of it. Yeah. I'm driving down Donald Street and there's this house and I was like, wait, whose election sign is that? It's actually nice. I pulled over and I'm like, oh my God, it's Leslie Nope. <laughs> and I just died. So I'm going to write them a note and just tell them how much they're appreciated. I, I think the more important thing <laughs> is like who put that up because that that should be your next guess. Is, is Leslie put- Nope in our town? That'd be a dream. <laughs> I, I wish. I wanted to be her for a while. I wanted to read all the books that she always kept behind her. (laughs) So it's one of the the effects of COVID is that everyone puts up their, their, their zoom glory room. And I'm always looking at the books. I don't care what the people are talking about, but what are the books and what's the memorabilia? That's actually a really good idea. I always just zoom for my bed. <laughs> yes, in the nine ten meeting, I was sitting in bed, and I just you just see like my lights, and that was it. I assumed you were on a couch. No, I was sitting in bed. Okay, with comfy pants on. I love that. Okay, so you are a teacher. You were my teacher. Yeah, I was. Okay, I, actually, I, was- I actually remember the grade eight bas- uh, basketball season. Yeah, I remember you getting injured, and me not realizing. I was saying, saying, get get back in there, <laughs> suck it <laughs> up. Yeah, he called me. Um, Turtle. That's what you nicknamed me. Beautiful. And I think you're watching Entourage at this point in your life. Oh, so. oh, oh, <laughs> you wow, called me Turtle that's... because I would grab the ball like and just turtle on the ground on top. Like I would rip it out of someone's arms and turtle oh, on top of it. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was saying that's a nicer thing to say. Otherwise, it's turtle from didn't Entourage. Age well. It didn't, yeah, not great. That doesn't age well. <laughs> I think my parents were letting me watch Entourage in grade eight, which is also questionable. Um, but before that, and something you always told us was that you taught in Colombia before. Yep. So how did you end up in Colombia? Um, when I was uh, when I was a kid, my dad was a UN peacekeeper, so he actually spent time mm-hmm. in uh, Egypt and Israel and Lebanon, like right at the end of like all the mm-hmm. wars, like in wow. gosh, I don't know, nineteen seventy seven or something like that. And um, I thought that was cool, and he never took me with him. Yeah, I was going to say, did you get to go? No. Uh, that would have been awesome, too. But no, I didn't. never got to go. So um, when I got to university, it was an option. I could, uh, we had a, a student placement office and there was a job fair and I got hired into Pereira, Colombia, a little school. I arrived 30 days after Pablo Escobar was killed. Holy. And, and then after that, my next job was in Medellin, Colombia, which is the most beautiful city in the world. Strongly recommend. Yeah, I've heard this. Oh, it's it's absolutely I've wonderful. I've never heard of this place. Oh. Medellin? No. Like the Medellin cartel? No. <laughs> is that drugs? It, yes, it's drugs. It was... <laughs> It was the Wild West, and I was so young and so stupid, that and I great. didn't. I I barely recognized how dangerous it was. <laughs> I mean, I I had guns stuck at me uh, a couple of times. I never told you the, the, the gun story. I feel like there was gun stories, and because you would, because we had kids at Albert from Columbia, so I feel yeah, like, like you one, would, yeah, one, yeah, Juan and Sarah, and so yeah. you would tell them, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, that happens. And I'm like, what? Yeah, occasionally, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> wait, what happened? Why were you? Why were you gun held at gunpoint? Oh, there's there are guys stealing, um, stealing guns from the the guards at the school, but it, it, this is in Medellin, so we taught like. The kids of the future president. We taught um, the the kids of people on the national soccer team. Oh, wow. So in the parking lot all day are some very, very heavily armed guards. And um, I had laryngitis one day. And so I tried to teach. Obviously couldn't. Um, so I'm leaving school and I'm walking along the fence line. I can see a taxi pull up right in front of the school. And a couple of guys get out of the taxi. I'm going, I'm going to catch that taxi. So I get down to the gate and the guys from the taxi are walking up the hill. And I'm thinking, they don't look like they belong here. But the, they're, they're reaching to their waistband. So I'm figuring they're pulling out a, they're pulling out a, mm-hmm. uh, a oh. ID. And then they pull out the biggest gun ever. Uh, no, put it no, 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 close to the, to, to what my did face. you do in this situation? I, I'm positive I look right down the barrel of the gun <laughs> and cross my eyes and like you see like Bugs yeah. Bunny do. Um, and then I then very slowly I began to walk away because like if you run, yeah, people get nervous you. and yeah. might fire. So I decided to walk away right to that um, that 
taxi, which of course was the escape vehicle. Um, so they they grab the guns from the from the, the guards because Columbia, believe it or not, has really, really strict gun laws. Um, and they ran back to the taxi and they put the gun back in my face. And I made like, oh, I'm not looking at you. And they got as they were getting into the taxi. The multitude of heavily armed bodyguards. So they're there. I'm there. So I'm dead smack in the line of fire. They open up fire. No, the, 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 the <laughs> robber opens up fire. I hit the ground and you're talking to two like incredibly anxious people. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening? Sorry for the finger. Guys. No, that's, okay. <laughs> oh that's great. It's fine. But we love the we love the okay, it comes off really well over there. And uh, so the, the Roberts got away and I have laryngitis. So I'm walking back to the school and the principal comes up to me. He said, can you cover Deirdre's class? She's really upset. She heard gunshots. So <laughs> I was I, in the middle of so the gunshots. So I'm in a senior math class, kids bouncing off the walls because there is a gunfight right outside. And the principal and the director go to see the, the guards. They, How are you guys? And they said, we're fine. How's the teacher? Oh, she's good. No, no. Bob, how's he? He was right in the middle of it. And so they came to see me and said, Bob, you want to come here? And I, and I looked and I said, I want to go home because <laughs> I still had laryngitis. So they put me in a taxi. I got home. And as I was walking to my apartment, I went, this is going to be the world's greatest story forever. It is. And, it really is. And then I proceeded to drink a lot of rum. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know what else I think that do. would. That's the most like sane thing you could have done at that point. It was, it was like, I, I knew really early on, this was going to be a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. How, I don't even know where to go. For, I'm like, just like. And that's it for today's yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> that well, is because everything. so we had a student like Juan, who was my brother's really good friend. Yep. I don't know what his dad did in Columbia, but Juan would always tell us like in the car, his family drove, they couldn't put the windows down because it was bulletproof glass. Well, they was, lived in, they lived in Cali. So like. Well, here's the the story of the, the the Colombian drug wars. After the the death of Pablo Escobar, I actually went to the house where he was killed. Really? Yeah. Everybody knows. This where is just it getting is. so Everybody much cooler. Everybody knows yeah. where it is. Um, and I had such a beautiful apartment th- there, but um, the uh, the drug trade shifted down to to Cali with uh, oh. the Rodriguez brothers, and they controlled it. So Cali is. Uh, it's a nice city. It's, it's just, it, would it be more dangerous? Then? It became more, more dangerous, dangerous afterwards. It's just, we're talking multi-billion dollar industry in the 80s and 90s. I think Escobar at one time was on the Forbes top 10 richest yeah, person. Probably while well, he was also on the most wanted list. Oh. oh, yeah, for sure. I do love his story because he was kind of like, um, what's the guy? Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Thank yeah. you. Wasn't yeah. he? He like drugs. poor, but well, drugs. Yeah, I mean, he would buy food for the people in the poor barrios, and there's a barrio and one part of Medellin called Barrio Pablo Escobar. You don't go there if you're like me, like the foreigner, person. gringo, because <laughs> yeah. it's just yeah. too dangerous. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's a different place today. Colombians are the warmest people. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the loveliest people. Um, they are the ones I've met are just great. I, I'm telling you, if you go to travel, make sure. I mean, obviously, people go to places like Cartagena, but put Medellin on your list. It's it's, it's on my list now. It's now on my list. Well, because yeah. Jeanette, my partner, she lived in Brazil for a year. Oh, right so on. she because she did like Rotary Exchange. Yep. So she wants to go to Brazil, but I would love to go to like Colombia and then like Ecuador. I think they both would be awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Putting them on my list. So we, how long were you in Colombia overall? Four years. And then where'd you go? I did one year in Taichung, Taiwan. How was uh, that? It's fun. hot. Like yeah. really getting off the <laughs> plane in Taipei was like walking into a wall of water. It's so humid. Asian heat is crazy. It is another thing of heat, but we were only there for one year. But to give you an idea, we moved from, from Taichung over to Monterey, Mexico. It's the same latitude. But it felt like a million degrees cooler, even though it was in the middle of the desert. Huh. Yeah. It was a dry heat. 
dry heat. Dry, I love dry like people heat. from Winnipeg. I know. Wow. I love it's dry a, it's heat. A, it's wet cold. Oh, you guys go there. Yeah. I, know, I know that because it's northern Ontario. Yeah, it's from Timmins. It's gross. It's uh, cold. It is cold. Sorry, the, the flies are as big as your fist. <laughs> Literally, mosquito season is all the time. Well, it's a good reason. I hate that. I would lose my mind. It's terrible, but it's beautiful. And Okay, so then you went Taiwan to Mexico? Yeah, seven years in Mexico. Yeah. Why didn't I know that? I feel like I should have known that. Seven years in Mexico. Where and were you in Mexico? Monterrey, which is about two hours drive south of the Texas border. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I did a lot of time in Texas. A lot of yeah. friends up there. It's an American school. Beautiful school. Richest community in uh, in all of Mexico. Oh, wow. Insane. Insane wealth. But cool country. Great history. Yeah, NAFTA really worked well for for that city. It yeah. really did. The, the middle class grew. and Is that because they were so close to the border? Does that have anything yep. to do? That's oh, okay. everything to, okay. to do. I don't know what NAFTA is. NAFTA is the North American <laughs> Free Trade Agreement. Oh, okay. that, that, that <laughs> He's here to educate yeah, us. I know. <laughs> Sometime in the, the early 90s, I think it was 93 or 94. And basically, all the... All the uh, the businesses that used to be in Ontario that shut uh, shut their doors, like I think British American Tobacco in the Guelph area is where my buddy lives, they just moved down to Mexico because the labor is cheaper. Oh, and, oh. and non existent um, environmental regulations. Mm. I, I hate that, but okay, fair. Yeah. Is so. NAFTA still a thing? It is a thing, but it's been redrawn. Okay. It's the. I'm never going to be able to say anything about Donald Trump. Uh, anything good about Donald <laughs> Trump. We understand Trump. that. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> but one of the things he campaigned on was that the North American Free Trade Agreement was benefited Mexico more than it benefited the United States. He was partially right. A lot of things he says are only partially right. Yeah. And so it was renegotiated. I think it's called the U US Mech USMC. I remember reading about oh, this, yeah, but I had I no like I idea what it was. Anyway, it's the US <laughs> it's the US Mexico Canada agreement. It's NAFTA. It's just been redone yeah. in certain ways. But what he didn't realize is that all of that business going down to Mexico created a middle class. And you know what really, really changed? The amount of illegal immigrants coming across the southern border after 1994 plummeted because they, oh, they afford to live in their had country. Work, yeah. Had yeah. Work. So a lot of the people who come across the U.S. southern border now are El Salvadorans and Guatemalans and Hondurans. They oh, just go through, through Mexico, Mexico to get to the United States. So oh. it's not a question of... It's not a question of, I think Donald Trump thinks everyone's, uh, everyone Latino or Mexicans. Um, that wouldn't it's, surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> this is what my class is like. <laughs> this is when I'm like, I'm in his classroom. Like, I take one of your classes. Taken yeah. I mean, it's, you just got to share the wealth. That's the yeah. thing. It's it's all about redistribution of wealth. I know I sound like all kind of left-wingy, I vote for Green Party kind of, which I do, but you got to share the wealth. If you want to want to control the borders, share the wealth. Yeah. Give people a reason to stay home other than awesome food. Yeah. Mexican food. So good. Love. So good. Chilangas is reopening. Food. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Closer to where I live. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, you just took me on a journey. How did you end up in Quinty after, like... This is our number one first choice of the place to move. Really? really? Number one, because we moved back to be closer to family. Yeah. Um, all the family lives in Ottawa, and I didn't want to live in Ottawa because I didn't. I went to high school there, but I didn't want to be in a situation where um, I would have command performances to see my parents, or I wanted to be an ordeals distance away. They would have to plan, pack a bag, and come. And this was the number one area. It has everything. It had it had affordable real estate. I said had. <laughs> it had affordable you real estate. We had OHL hockey. Yeah. We had an ungodly number of golf courses. There are a lot of golf courses. There's crazy amount of golf are courses. Are you a golfer then? I, I have clubs. Like you like the idea <laughs> of golfing. I like the idea of being good at golfing and it's a 
yeah, it doesn't, it, it's challenging. Sometimes. It is challenging. I will, I'm trying to convince Kay to get into golf. She's I've not golfed there yet. once. She says she'll drive the cart for me. Yeah. Uh, you golf? I try and golf. Oh, I'm got, not good we gotta, at it. We, we we'll gotta go go. golfing. I'm not good. I barely get the. But I did bring up that my parents sent me to golf camp as a child because why not? Didn't learn anything. I wasn't allowed to go to golf camp. Why not religious enough? <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to go to golf camp or synchronized swimming. So that's on the, the that topic's on the table. Anything's <laughs> on the table. Whatever you want. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I know I was allowed to do girl guides, dance class, soccer to toughen me up, and soccer toughened you up. I'm the I'm the senior soccer coach. And- no, no, it really didn't. I picked flowers. Oh yeah, How I was a ballerina. No, like I was like I don't know. I danced my whole life. Like that was my thing, okay. and I was just. Cheap. It's a whole thing on this podcast that Kay's grandma told her she was too pretty for manual labor, which we love here. Yeah, I love no, it. My and mom- I'm like, my parents told me I was just good enough looking to do the manual labor, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are. On my a wife's going to tell me, even like Bob, you have a face made for radio. So. <laughs> Where did you meet your wife? And did she in, do all in, these- in Pereira? Really? Yeah, our deaths were side by side. Oh, shut and, up! That's so no, cute. No. That's so cute. And we started dating in our um, in our second year there, and then uh, we decided to get a job together. You know, live in sin. <laughs> and- <laughs> I love living in sin. It's pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool. <laughs> it's pretty. Would cool. recommend and everyone listening. Uh, and then we got engaged when we were in Medellin, and we. Flew up here to get married with family, and I, th- I think, 24 years ago. Wow. After a while, you, you, you kind of forget, forget the number. My parents it's, fully forgot their anniversary this year. It was great. No, you just forget the number. We oh, always okay. sit there and go, oh, what year is it? And my wife has an aunt who always sends us a card that has the number on it. Oh, 23. <laughs> what do you know? So <laughs> Sweet. And yeah, we get, uh, got married and... Um, she is a lovely human being because she's got to live with me. So she's got a say. degree of tolerance. <laughs> she knows when to just walk away and let me have my little temp- tantrums. And That's a good yeah. quality to have is to like be to know when to just be like, okay, bye. I, yeah. I, I honestly couldn't live without her. I mean, it's it's one of those things that uh, when she's not around and when she's not around, I, I miss her. Like crazy. I always joke like, I'm going to Dave's house and I'll be gone in the weekend. And halfway in the drive, I'm going, oh, I miss her. Oh, God, that's so cute. Oh, my gosh, that's so cute. Do you have any single siblings? (laughs) (laughs) Siblings? No, no. That's that's one of the things. She's got a huge family and I've got a sister who really doesn't like me. Um, My parents live in British Columbia now. Do they? Yeah, they live in Okanagan. We moved Beautiful. here and they immediately moved away. Oh my god! I thought they lived in Ottawa. They did, and then and they, they moved. immediately moved. They were like, away. "You're too close." Uh, no, it's kind of like, yeah, we got other things. So <laughs> I guess they, good for that. I'm like living their best retired life. Yeah, I went to visit them. It's a nice, nice place. that's on the U.S. border. BC's, yeah, oh, oh, Osoyus is. You think Oromocto is hard to say, but Osoyus is. That's uh, hard to. I'm not great with words. It's a it's a nice little touristy in town and. They travel. Love it. Good for them. Happy. Hey, Kay. Hey, Katie. Have you ever thought about advertising on a podcast? Actually, I think about it all the time. So do I. I don't actually have anything to advertise. <laughs> no, neither do I. But I mean, I, I think about it because I want people to advertise on our podcast. I would love for people to advertise on our podcast. If you want to do that, you can shoot us a DM. DM us, slide in, and we'll send you all the info you need. Yeah. Kay has that info. <laughs> Man, we are legit, so you know you want you want advertise. So if you are a local up-and-coming business and you don't have a huge advertising budget, but you have a little bit, hit us up. We're here to help. We want to help you. Push that stuff on socials, and we have a whole plan. And yeah. we want to help champion some other local businesses. What's your, what do you like about teaching? Tell us about teaching. Oh my God. I get to, it's real broad. I, it, it is, but. Like, I'll tell you what I remember. Do you want me to tell you what I remember as you as my teacher? Maybe. 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 <laughs> no, one thing is he taught me how to write an essay. 
I, I yeah, because we all need essay writing in the in our hey, uh, honestly, I really I think it helped. my way through every essay. <laughs> I taught you how to. I taught you how to write an essay when you don't know all the information, yeah. how to how to hide it. Hide it. And he taught me I'm to be on time that. because if That's there was two bells, important. there was like the bell, like <laughs> class, and then there was the bell that like period started. And if you missed the second bell, he closed his door and locked it. So you, you couldn't even try and sneak in. I let you in eventually, but it's we had to like we had to stand in shame in the hallway, like we're no, late because you thought the first bell bent. Oh, there's going to be another bell to tell me to go to class. Like what world? Yeah, we did. exists like that. like the one bell would ring and we'd all like still be sitting there, and then we'd be like, we should go to class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive I was perfect when I was in high school. Really, you think so? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's funny. I, I did a course. I had to do a course at Trent University this summer. So I went back to university oh, again. What was that like? Way harder than I thought. I was going to say, did you party a lot? No, it's all it's it's all remote. I don't, I don't understand oh. how people do online I'm, learning. I'm doing it right now. I'm, it's horrible. I'm taking courses at Algonquin. Oh, and, you're a better human being oh, than I am. No, I'm not. It's oh. horror. It's so scary. I have a, an assignment where 30% of my mark oh, due next week. And I'm just big. like, I don't feel like I've learned anything. Yeah. Oh. But I have. We have to have really good self-regulation. It's so to, hard. I don't have Yeah, I just that. pulled that word out. You have to have a really good self-regulation to do online work. It's oh. really hard. What yeah. course were you, did you have to do? I did macroeconomics. <laughs> what is that? It is looking at the economy of a region, whether it's a country or a globally, and looking at it from the top down. So, in other words, doing things like controlling inflation and yeah. making sure people are working and, and everything that's going on right now is macroeconomic problems. Microeconomics is looking at it from the, the from the the bottom up. So the station, we we look at it as the local radio market or provincial radio market. But macro is looking at like the huge picture, top down, bottom, bottom up. up. Oh, wow, good well, for you taking that online. Yeah, it was. It's a little dry. <laughs> Oh my God, I work so hard. <laughs> I work so hard and it was, oh yeah. I don't even remember what we were talking about. You asked oh, me. Oh, um, what was it like, what do you love about teaching? Tell us about teaching. Yeah, it wasn't going to that class. That was definitely not, <laughs> not the, that one. That was not the fun part. The professor was, a, was a good person. Um, guess he still is. Um, <laughs> what I like, I, I don't know. I get to be, I, I get to hang out with younger people. I have a degree in history. That's you know really what cool. that qualifies you to do? Not a whole lot. My job. <laughs> My job. And there's actually one of the provincial expectations that I'm supposed to teach people is that with a degree in history, what can you do in life? And I said, my job and I'm not retiring anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, when I hit the 12th grade, I was like, I want to take art history. My mom's like, what are you going to do with that? And I was like, art history, duh. It doesn't. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like working in a museum no. and she was like, mm, no. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Well, but but like so a, you kind of hit the jackpot with your degree. Well, I knew this is what I wanted. Uh, I wanted to do. Okay. I, I knew this is this was it. Actually, I remember I was in I was in grade 12. So we had grade 13 way back in the day. A representative from Queen's University went, I didn't really have a choice of where I went to school. My grandfather went there in the 20s. Oh. And so, you know, it always used to be, Bobby, do you hear anything from Queen's or any of those other schools? <laughs> so anyways, um, and there was just a, I picking up brochures and picked up one for Con Ed. And I said, oh, maybe I'll be a teacher. It worked. Wow. Yeah, I, I love what I, what I do. And so I get to talk about history or politics or now economics is my fourth year teaching economics the first year i know i'm probably not supposed to swear but total shit show no like, we say it's shit show so a lot. hard it's so hard to teach something like i had you i didn't i teach you in were you in danny's class yeah okay so i taught you in like family studies oh yeah was he was our fam it was his first year of family studies and it was the only year because i became the department head and immediately got rid of the course yeah, because usually what happened in family studies is like we'd take home an egg 
like years before we didn't they, do the egg thing. we didn't he did he's like i'm not doing the egg thing because people had to like take care of an egg for a week and not kill it like like, like just like a, a fridge egg or fridge like egg i don't know why i didn't do it he was like i'm not doing the egg thing that's I think everyone asked for the egg thing. I'm like, I don't. I don't, I don't know what it was supposed to teach me. We had like the babies. No, we didn't. Oh, did I, I didn't take the class because I was like, I, story, I have a friend. She she said the thing kept crying. I shook it and shook it, and it still kept well, crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't work no like that. That's a, that's the wrong thing to do. I want people to know that I'm not advocating that. Don't shake your baby. Bad news. Bear. Don't do it. But it takes a it takes a it takes a while to teach a new class, and I didn't like that. That was McIntyre class, Molly's. Yeah, Molly's the best teacher I ever met, Molly McIntyre. Yeah, best she's, teacher. She's great. Teachers do change lives. I fully agree with that, like one hundred thousand percent. And I feel like as a student, fast student, like you never forget your high school teacher. Oh yeah, like there's definitely one or two pivotal teachers that. One of them was because she crushed all of my dreams. Okay. And <laughs> so not like a positive. No, it was a very negative. She was also my guidance counselor, which made things very questionable. Dream crusher. Yeah. Completely crushed all my dreams. I dropped out two weeks before graduation. Oh, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was that close to graduation. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. But then the other teacher. <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> yeah. No, but then, then the, like there was lots of good teachers that like yeah. one of them challenged me all the time and I loved it. Like she was my grade 11, grade 12 English teacher. And she was certifiably probably a little bit crazy. She had like this like Elmo doll teacher. or a Grover doll that she strapped in in her car. That's weird. And she was mean. Like she was sorry, not and you liked this woman. Loved her <laughs> because she was direct. Did she ever lock you out in the hallway? No. <laughs> so you're still winning on that one. <laughs> she really didn't like me like at all. But I just I loved the way because she was so direct. Like a lot of other, I don't know. I just I don't deal with like kind of sugarcoating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was always just kind of like this is wrong because of this or you know she always like challenged me to look at things from a different perspective. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. And I liked it. But she was probably a little nuts. Aren't all people like all great people a little nuts? I yeah. just remembered with oh, the God. story that we got sidetracked on. I'm feeling that sidetracking is a big thing. Big here. thing. In oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. So when I applied for that course at Trent, I thought they were going to ask me for my university transcripts, <laughs> which is like, I'm going to my 30th uh, graduation reunion in a few weeks. So I'm digging through my files and then I found all of my report cards, like from grade yes. one on my mom. Love it. I actually have, I took some photos of the comments. Number one, I wasn't nearly as good a student as I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was pretty, pretty special. I was mediocrely okay. special. <laughs> that makes me feel better about myself, to be honest, because I think I was also just mediocre. You know, that's what you have. So to was I. For, I was yeah. mediocre, but that's cool. It's good. And, and but the but the comments like from grade one just nailed it right on there. You know, Bobby has problems of paying attention. Shocking. <laughs> it's like they nailed it. So I read them to my my economics class last semester just for uh, for if fun. They, if they were good, Friday. Let's find out what Bob was like in 1976. Oh, that's Beautiful. great. All of mine say like Katie struggles with self-regulation and she talks too much. Oh, you never talk too much. Not you in your class. No, you, you scared me. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm badass. Yeah. No, because new teachers like would try. I think I was a student. New teachers tried to put in place. There was an art teacher that came for a semester and she tried to put me in my place. And I was like, this is a poor decision on your part because yeah. I am loud. <laughs> oh, that's what I like about you. That's why I liked about people like Danny and stuff like that. Did I ever tell that's one thing that happened in, in your class. We let to say things about Danny Manning. Yeah. Okay. He listens to yeah. the pod. He's okay. in Italy he's right gonna, now. He's going to like that. I remember this, you know, in class, I always say like, come on, try it. It's not rocket surgery. Yeah. It's kind of the thing. So, um, one time in that class, he says to me outside, he says, I need for you to do me a little bit of a bro. Number one, I've never, I've, at that point, I've never done a bro for people before. So this is also says, in Danny's like gym days when he was really into lifting. So keep going. And he was, and he was saying like, 
I got to get out of class early. It's, I, I can't tell you what, but I got I to gotta leave like 10 minutes early. I said, okay, go inside the class and just go with it. It's all right. He goes inside. And then I asked, I asked him for something I knew he didn't have. That's it. I am sick of it. You get out. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later, he brought me a, a, a T-shirt. They had like this surgeon over top of a missile and said, it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> That's amazing. Great. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. I, I, see- I think too, in your class, it was, it was like respect because you didn't, if people were doing something bad, you didn't say like yell at them right there. You'd say stay after class. And yeah. then you didn't yell at us. Then you just spoke to us like we were humans well, and yeah, you were like, you don't need to do that. Yeah, it's, it's respect. Everyone has dignity. Yeah. Sometimes. We're not perfect. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the the right buttons get pushed and stuff. But uh, the teachers generally feel bad when those those moments happen. Um, but yeah, dance good people. I love They're good dance. people too. Thank you. There's actually that class is full of really good folks. We are a weird group of people, but I loved it. Yeah, you're good. Okay, you ready? No, hit me. How did you find out you had cancer? Oh gosh, um, that's quite the quite that's the a heavy segment. hitter. Yeah, that's, we a, love, that's a heavy. That's what we do. We have really we're really bad at um, turning Segway. point segueing. Yeah. So, um, my, my cancer developed on my arm, um, and um, so there was just like this lump on the arm. I guess it was like work leg or something like that. And I can still remember my wife saying, "You should check out the checked out," and I'm saying, "No." Don't worry about it. I'm not going to get it checked out. And that went on for probably about six months. Oh, hindsight. And, um, and it was the day after parent teacher interviews. I can remember because we had that day off and I was down in the basement, probably watching Entourage. <laughs> Classic show. Classic show, Johnny drama. And, <laughs> and I remember I had my arm up like that and it did the stereotypical, like, scratching of the armpit really sexy moment and there is like a lump like a golf ball under my arm and i texted my wife and she said okay we'll see about it and uh and i went to see the doctor that was a friday so i went to see the doctor on monday my doctor wonderful wonderful person and she set me up with every single test that you could have like People criticize the the Ontario or the Canadian healthcare systems. It works. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. if you hurt your knee, it's going to take a while to work. If you possibly have cancer, you don't wait for anything. I had CT scans. I had MRIs. Really, really uncomfortable bone scan. All kinds of things. And um, it was on my anniversary, December twentieth, that. My doctor, um, Dr. Allen, she, I did, I don't know if she listens to it, but she was, she's lovely. Um, and she says it's probably cancer. And so she set me up with Dr. Levesque in Belleville general. And, and that weekend she called me to make sure I was okay on the weekend. She's so great. Um, and Dr. Levesque said, yeah, it's, it, it's cancer, but they misdiagnosed it. It's hard to tell. Cancer is just like when when certain cells just reproduce abnormally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't know how doctors figure out what kinds of cancer. It's all Hogwarts stuff to me. You know, it's, magic. It's, it's you know, it's the dark arts. And <laughs> that's what I'm calling cancer from now on. Uh, you have the dark arts. <laughs> go to the potions teacher. They know what to do. <laughs> You're in Slytherin now. And. um and so just basically from there, it was, they took a biopsy of the, the lump and the lump was growing by that point. And, um, then they removed it and they removed my lymph nodes. So oh, wow. the way cancer works is the original tumor that's stage one spreads the lymph nodes stage two. What's a lymph node do? Lymph nodes are like, I, it's funny. I, I have less of them now, but I can in my mind, they have to do with sweating, but I don't think that's I think correct. it's something about, like, they're, they're like a, a filter in the body. Oh. One of the things I've learned in teaching is to recognize the things you don't know. Yeah. 
So I only kind of, are you looking up? Yeah, I'm looking, looking up now. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a filter in the body system. So okay. that states you, you have them here up on your neck and then down in the pelvic area. Okay. And, um, and so they remove them. And then I did my radiation treatment mm-hmm. and Dan's shirt, the, the it's not rocket surgery shirt was my radiation shirt oh, because I ended up getting third degree burns all down my arm. And arm one of my, so this girl I follow on Instagram, she has breast cancer right now and she's being very transparent about mm-hmm. it. And her entire like breast from like her nipple to like her upper arm is just blister. Oh, that's radiation. Yeah, it depends where they the, where they have to give you the radiation treatment. So mine was very superficial. So they put what they call a bolus, which is like a like um I don't know, it's almost like a piece of rubber over top is it, of it. Is to it be- and shows that like mesh netting looking rubber stuff? No, no, no. That's, that's worse. Different. That's worse with oh. people have like getting the radiation on their face or brain. And they put oh, this, this mesh mask over yeah, them. It's, God. Okay. But they, they put that on. And so the, the radiation only goes down a certain mm-hmm. distance. Yeah. So my guess is with the breast cancer, it, the tumor is closer to the surface. Yeah. And so... It, it was fine. There's 25 treatments. And for the first 20, there's no problem. Then I started noticing something. And um, after a while, it was third degree burns. And oh you would, I can't even imagine people in burn wards, mm-hmm. how incredibly painful that was. Because I would move and the skin would rip. No. Yeah. Oh and it's, and that was, that was amongst the worst pain of, the, of it. So I had that done. And then it was chemotherapy time. And so I, no, it was not that. Then we found out the cancer spread to both my lungs. And is that Stage because one. it was originally misdiagnosed? Uh, no, no, no. This is, I had a, a melanoma. And for people listening on this and they go going, melanoma, you're going, whoa, this is not good. Um, so stage one is the tumor stage two is the, the lymph node stage three is adjacent organs. So that it spread to both my lungs. So I had to have surgeries to remove tumors from my lungs. And then I had my key, the chemotherapy and the chemotherapy was heavy duty. The painful part is because chemotherapy basically is like poison. It kills yeah. everything. Eh? And, um, and you need white blood cells for your immune system, I think. Yeah. So hey, Google gr- it. So no, that, that's what it is. Oh, okay. I know this. My okay, dad had Hodgkin's lymphoma. So oh. like we, yeah. Then he probably had the same thing. In yeah, order to produce the white blood cells, you need, to, you need to basically grow plat- uh, it's platelets or something yeah. like that inside your inside bone marrow and so they give you an injection and stuff called melasta and it's literally it feels like your bones are expanding okay i've I've heard it's a a covidy feeling and in the sense of like people get body aches the pain was you couldn't move because it just felt like your bones were expanding from the inside so you had to get that shot before you had chemo i had it no i had it every week while I was having chemo, there's only yeah. six treatments of chemo, but they get progressively worse. Um, and, and you end up like losing hair. Obviously I'm follically challenged to begin. What? With. You don't have hair. What? <laughs> what? I embrace the bald, but you lose everything when the eyebrows go and the, and the, the eyelashes go. I look well, I like I look even, like Uncle Fester from the Adamson. I didn't think you'd lose Zone. your eyelashes. Oh, you lose everything. Wow. Like, yeah. So, it, it your your self image takes a beating, and so I, I went through that, and then tumors started coming back um, in my right lung. They're still there today, and the doctor said, "Yeah, there's nothing else we can do." And he just walked out of the room. And I'm in Kingston, and I'm sitting there going. So he's telling oh, me I'm going to die. What the fuck? No, no. It gets better, Katie. Like in a good way? It gets, no, no. It gets better in a worse way. Okay, let's do it. I'm, so ready. Like, I'm not crying. I went down into the underground parking garage at Queens and, and the uh, and KGH and I ripped some guy a new asshole. I, I don't even remember why, but I just, I you know, I drove back and I was in shock, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, um... I was getting ready. I went back to school 
and uh, some of the students had, hey, we're going to collect money for uh, for Belleville General for the cancer center. And mm-hmm. I knew I was dying and I couldn't tell them or tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to uh, I went to a cottage over the summer and uh, I had a massive seizure and they found out that I had brain tumors. Stage one, the arm. Stage two is the lymph nodes. Stage three, adjacent organs, non-adjacent organ. Stage four. Yeah, stage four. And I'm clenching my butt so much. No, it gets it it gets it gets slightly worse and then a whole lot better. Okay, (laughs) slightly worse. Slightly worse. So I I ended up having uh, brain surgery and they removed a tumor. There's still a tumor up there. Uh, That's why sometimes. I'm I'm aware of it. You two probably aren't, but sometimes I'll slur my words. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I have an aphasia. Sometimes, you know, we're talking about something. I'll say, "What were you talking about?" Which is really fun in the class because they can set me <laughs> off on a tangent <laughs> in seconds. Um, and while I was uh, in the hospital, they went, "Oh, this is a melanoma," and I went, "Melanoma? It's like Uncle Buck. This is like uh, remember that." <laughs> Fuck melanoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's skin cancer. That's good. No, it wasn't good. So I get sent over to doctor at KGH, best doctor in the world. I owe her my life. And, uh, and she said, do you want me to sugarcoat it or do you want me to give it to you straight? Let's give it to us straight, I, I guess. Give it but to if you I straight. cry, it's And so it was like, it was July. And she said, if we do nothing, you're not going to see Christmas. Holy shit. And he says, the good news is Health Canada two months ago just uh, approved a new immunotherapy regime. And I was on that immunotherapy for two and a half years and uh, saved my life. Did it shrink it? it I, the tumors are still in my lung. Yeah. Um, but they're microscopic. So two weeks I'm going for another MRI to look at the, the brain tumor to see if it's advanced. That's the word they use. And they're going to do a CT to see if the, the tumors are growing in my lungs. Um, so it's kind of good that they're there. But if it doesn't grow, so- I, I'm hoping that this is going to be the one where she says, I don't want to see anymore because I've been in remission for about five years. Wow. Yeah. So crazy story. I think my mom's getting the same treatment or had the same treatment yeah. um, because she had pancreatic cancer and then now she has liver cancer and she liver went- cancer is probably. Yeah. So she what? went through this like it was in like the testing stage before it got approved by Health Canada um, and a nurse would drive out here every like two weeks or whatever it was. And she would give her whatever it was and then leave. And then now people are getting it because then she's constantly being monitored by all these people. And yeah, I was like the second person out of Kingston to get this, um, so to get this dream. Immunotherapy. Like- immunotherapy. Basically what it is, is we think about it. We think about all oh, a cancer drug, what's going to cure cancer and say, Oh, it's going to be, a drug that'll kill the cancer. Um, but this scientist whose name I cannot remember from J- Japan, who won the Nobel prize for biochemistry for making this basic idea is that the drug is called pembrolizumab. So pembro basically attacks an inhibitor inside my blood and lets my own, own immune system take care of the cancer. Wow. Yeah, I know. Pretty. It's like it, we're not going to figure it out going head on. Let's, Let's pack it from behind. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty, so, pretty neat. Was it because chemo obviously takes a toll on your body and radiation chemo was, was awful. insane. So does immunotherapy have anything like that or is it? Yeah. You ask good questions. Um, I had great teachers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't that bad. It's. um. There, there are things I have chronic fatigue, so I can't work full time. Like this is my nap time. Oh no! <laughs> no, no, no! We're, We're taking away nap time. I understand the importance. Of nap time. <laughs> yeah, we do love nap they time. They got me. They got me an extra large chair in, in school, so I could I could nap. And you know, sometimes there's snoring coming from my office. <laughs> I, I'm assuming. I, in my mind, I don't snore. Um, I doesn't. Nobody snores in their own mind. That's the best <laughs> well, part. My snoring doesn't bother me. Um, but um, 
the fatigue is is probably the part of it. But I mean, it was every three weeks for two and a half years, and uh, yeah, it, it usually knocked me out for a weekend. So I had to sleep when I got home, and I usually I took a I took a little little substances to help me sleep. A little, uh, <laughs> we love me those sleep. substances. Yeah, I, I took some of those to help me sleep, all medically uh, prescribed. Yes, I said to my doctor, I asked her about cannabis. I said, I just don't like taking pills. And she looked at me and said, Oh, Bob, you got the wrong disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, our family friend, I'll let this out, but uh, Kate Torres had breast yep. cancer. Yeah. So was, I, I ran into Ed at the, the cancer center a couple yeah. of times. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. Similar. Oh, I guess it would be similar timing. Yeah. And my mom would go to chemo with her and then her, her side effects were so bad. So I would go, this was before like dispensaries. So I would go to my drug dealer, buy weed. And then my dad and I would sit there and roll joints give to it Aww. it's it's a, it's a it's a thing like the nausea they would give you before you go into chemo they'd give you uh this this these two anti-nausea pills and they call them the football because <laughs> yeah. they're about that big like the top, yeah. they're, they're huge pills so you pill. take the football the night before mm-hmm. and then you take another one as you're sitting in the chair in the in the chemo ward and I mean, it's it's something. The stuff they gave me, it was bright, bright red. It's called dioxyrubicin. I don't know why I remember that. Um, and it it's hard. Like when 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 you said uh, the Kate allowed your mom to take her. I mean, it's hard. You have you have to tr- really, really trust the person mm-hmm. who's taking it because I mean, it's the most vulnerable you're going to be. Like halfway through. Like they fill you full of saline first and then they hit you with the drug. So you go to the washroom and end up pissing bright red. And it's just like the your all the all the resilience you have very temporarily just goes right out of you because you just realize what's going on. I can still remember the day that my beard fell out too. I was at, my, I was at a, a hockey tournament with Ryan out in the uh out in the county, and this one guy comes up to me. What's that all over your sweater? And I go, uh, it's my face. It's my it's my beard. It's falling out. Oh. My beard b- before cancer used to be brown. Not anymore. It aged you. So does it grow back white now? Like I mean, obviously there's aging, uh, I, I but whatever. It actually accelerated. I've heard people about their hair growing back like completely different colors after that's like yeah, i've also heard people growing back like curly hair after very the, yeah. as i've heard that one as well too mark hoppus from blink 182 is all white now really yeah. yeah wow because he just he just finished his chemo you're now a silver fox that's what that's yeah. called yeah tell your Ooh. wife yeah yeah you say you're so lucky with a silver fox yeah. So I also see you happen. have a tattoo now, which I don't. Think I have, have multiple tattoos now. What are? Tell us about is, the this tattoos. One is, uh, this one on my forearm. I put it on the forearm so I could see it when I needed to see it. So it says, oh. uh, "Let's see. This is when I get emotional." So wait. Okay. Did you clench? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're clenching. This is just every day I fight, and this two little Ashanti symbols here it means perseverance, and I use it all the time. I'm I love like that. fighting, and I'm suddenly going, oh, "I'm going to die." Okay, I can go up this hill. <laughs> I can manage this. And then we did the the Embridge ride to conquer cancer. Mm-hmm. Myself, um, Jane Moody. Kirby Fredericks. Uh, Harris. Yeah, Harris did it as well, too. He announced every single kilometer you went, he was going, kilometer two. Did that drive you crazy? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be like, I don't want to know I'm at kilometer 25. Or yeah, like. but that's him. Yeah. And because um, I got two massive doses of radiation at Princess Margaret Hospital. So like hour long doses of radiation. And that's where my aphasia comes from. Um it's called the Gamma Knife. Totally cool name. So I know. I know. Part of this. I know, right? The Gamma Knife. Oh, Bob needs some Gamma Knife. Ooh, he needs second Gamma Knife. They literally put you into a halo. They bolt it in. There's actually, you can see cool. some of the, the halo scars. And then they bolt you down onto the bed. And This hit. sounds like a superhero movie and terrifying. Oh, it's so funny because I, it has a bar right along your mouth. And my dad brought me some M&Ms. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I kept hitting the bar with it. 
And uh, and what were we talking about? Um, All right, uh, right. The problem is we are both bad so, at remembering where yeah. we're going on our tangent. So the art teacher at school, Milne, she made a logo. So I have another one in the back of my leg of the the logo. Yeah. It's like a dragon on a bicycle. And then so those. <laughs> oh yeah, because his nickname at school is Big Dragon. <laughs> I probably should have said that earlier. <laughs> I don't know why it was, but it was like dragon. <laughs> it's. Big dragon. Big dragon. <laughs> Big dragon. Okay. And so then, I like that it's a dragon. And I have another bike. one on my, uh, that I got last summer on my calf and it's just because I wanted it because it's cool. We it's like, like the Mexican snap. sugar skull. Guy down in Picton. Oh, really? Ian Langdon? Ian Langdon at the, at the. Picton Tattoo Club. The, yeah. Oh. Picton Tattoo Club. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. You ever want that traditional style tattoo? He's, he's the guy. guy. He's so Shout good. Out to you. If you listen to this, Ian, I get a freebie, okay? A little, a little <laughs> it's like a free. coupon. It's a coupon for the shout out. It's oh. <laughs> a little banger for free there. <laughs> he's he's awesome. So yeah, I like you know what it was? It's like you're you have chemotherapy and so you're sitting back and you're half drooling all the time. I'd already finished all entourage by that point. So <laughs> this was what, so, like 2017 entourage is long gone. <laughs> and so and so you End up watching Ink Master and, and Dave Navarro. <laughs> oh, so was that your show? That was your chemo show, Ink Master. That and Breaking Bad. But Dave nice. Navarro is like, gotta be one of the coolest human beings that's ever lived. Do you have like a bro crush on him? I think I used to. Yeah, I think that's I, fair. My bro crush is now like Idris Elba. Like, oh like, yeah! Uh, oh, he's so hot. Okay, well, I, you know what? I, 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 I don't. I don't generally swing that way, but I might. Everyone will for like. Jen's Jen McKay's crush. He's just deceptively good-looking man. Okay. okay. He really is. You've seen him in Luther, like the BBC Luther. That's is he oh. actually going to be the 007? Um, my is guess it? is that there'll be too much of. A, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Under, that's so understandable. Yeah, Kendall yeah. from like yeah. the Thor movies. Beautiful, he's, he's beautiful. Cool. Yeah, he's just everything. I agree with that yeah. man crush. Yeah, he's probably my man crush. But uh, at the time, yeah, I watched a lot of Ink Master, and I said, yeah, what the heck. And once you got one, you realize it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but you got to watch out when you're 52. You have to choose your places really carefully. You're going. Mm-hmm. It's like. What area is going to be the last to say? Yeah, I did not plan that out <laughs> Me at all. I was 18. I'm like, yeah, let's tattoo right across my chest. Yeah, well, Nothing bad matter. is going to happen. I did lower that. And then back. you had babies. Well, that's the problem. I have one on my back from way back when, but I haven't Can't seen see it, it in decades. It's so. okay because I hate my back tattoo, so I forget it's there. Yeah. I, and then I, people I would, will be like, oh, what a great tattoo. I'm like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? I didn't even what know tattoo? you had back tattoos. I have one, and then what is I'm it? like, I hate it. It's a tree turning into birds because I was of 16. Of it is. And I said it. I'm never stuck in one place, Mom. Oh, my God. That does. I am. That is the most quintessential I'm white girl tattoo. I'm the eagle soars alone. Yeah, I'm like, let me fly. So, <laughs> and I've got it. a PBR can. Yeah, you do have a PBR can. <laughs> You couldn't even have chosen good beer. No, no, it's, it's yeah, no. It's like hipster beer. Like, well, I mean, yeah, she has one. We accept it. Uh, How did the whole <laughs> cancer situation? Is that what we'll call it? Experience. Experience. Thank yeah, you. How did that change your perspective on your life? I'm. I saw myself more as a teacher before. I'm. I don't care about. Well, obviously, I care about my job and I care about what I do and the people I work with, but. I, there's just a lot of things that are more important now. And my philosophy is you do what makes you happy. That's, yep. that, that's yeah. it. And, you know, students at school, why are you doing this? Why do you want to go to university? Oh, my parents want, okay, what do you want? What's going to make you happy? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go to university. I shouldn't say that because that's kind of our raise the, the raisin debt tree of the, of the, uh, of uh, the school um yeah i uh i do what makes you happy that's how it's changed me i still have bad days like once oh, yeah. in a while oh, I have for bad sure days. Yeah. every you can't i feel like you can't not have a bad day <laughs> screw you, happy i'm yeah. just gonna be pissy all <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> it's gonna go on a t-shirt it is i'm gonna embroider it on a t-shirt that was great, though. He, I almost cried many I, times. Yeah, that was 
it hit me right in the feelings. Happy tears, sad tears, like so inspired many. tears. I had to do that butt clench thing. That yeah, I think we were about. all clenching, clenching our butts just not to. Because, yeah, it is a, it's a lot, but he came out on top. Yeah, I am inspired by him. And I like, think ever it, since talking to him, yeah. I feel like I'm living life like less. I, I have less guilt for the things that I do, because that's what I struggle with the most is guilt. Yeah. And I think I always try to like work and put my whole life into my job. And mm-hmm. he made me not feel bad for not feeling like I should be doing that. Like I can still do other things and enjoy yeah. life and sit down sometimes. Yeah. And that my worth isn't just from working, Yes, which was really nice. That's a really great lesson. It was a great lesson. <laughs> like and he's teaching you things when you're still, not even in school. I know. Like, who would have thunk? We almost have 900 downloads, which is sick. That's insane. And tomorrow we're going to do a giveaway on Instagram because hey. I finished a patch, a Babes of Quinty patch. Number two. Number two. It's not much, but you want it because it's We can throw in a sticker too. Yeah, so I think I have one more. We have sticker. one last sticker. So and we have sticker magnets coming and a patch. And speaking of those, should be here soon. Maybe you'll get a magnet. We don't know. Maybe you'll get a magnet if they arrive by the time. Then you'll get a magnet yeah. too. Um, it's Thanksgiving this weekend, which doesn't really mean anything to me except I get to eat. Yeah, it means nothing except for that. I know that I have to bring dessert to my parents' house, and I'm stressed out over it. Even though just someone else is making it oh, yeah, for okay. me. Just buy it. No, I did, but I'm still stressed over yeah, it because I still don't know how many people are going to be there. <laughs> oh, that is stressful. I had to think like, about okay, that for so a I'm second. bringing dessert, but I also don't know how many people I'm buying yeah. for. So I'm going to buy too much. Well, Friday, actually, I'm going to see Lizzo and I'm pretty pumped. Stop it. Oh. We're going. We're done anyways. 